Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. It was around May 2005 that I stepped into a 3 BHK flat in Bandra next to Toto's garage at Pali Hill. Here I was a TCS employee looking completely out of place, dressed in formals trying to dip my toes in the world of advertising. There was someone sleeping on the couch in the living room. He pointed me to the kitchen in the left with his left leg. There I was. I first met then and now CEO and co-founder Web Chetney Siddharth Rao. Siddharth was sitting on a kitchen platform dangling his leg. He asked me to sit in the chair. in that 4 by 4 feet room with basic kitchen setup this was an interview like no other i got an opportunity to work with him for the next 3 years 3 years which i shall always remember uh, life takes us many places and the earth has rotated around 5000 times through the journey from that 4 by 4 kitchen to this 4 by 4 recording studio there has been a huge content and digital revolution in india but one thing which remarkably stands out is that despite ups and downs in the advertising web chatney still remains india's most awarded digital agency and needless to say number 1 today i have siddharth rao with us on audio gan other than being a agency ceo he is a angel investor and a serial entrepreneur you can find a lot about him and how to be an entrepreneur and what big mistakes ceo did uh, in his mo- upcoming book which has recently launched how i almost blew it we'll be speaking about that in the later part of the episode but more importantly we'll also try and explore where do award winning ideas come from and how critical it is for a founder to be creatively minded or than just a businessman so thank you siddharth for giving your time and it's a real honor to have you on audio gang thank you for having me here kedar yeah so you have been creating award winning campaigns ideas since 2003 say from chidiya udi which was for make my trip uh if you if you can start by just you telling us what is an idea i know you you don't belong to that category of people generating ideas but still like just to understand uh what is an idea and how has your definition about it evolved in the last 20 years uh and this is a personal curiosity because i wanted to understand is it just a kick to do something else or is it re- really trying to identify a gap and then mitigate it with not so traditional uh formats of uh, execution yeah so <clears throat> i guess at the core things are pretty simple right no matter With which medium we sort of manifest ideas into. Finally, it's just a message that requires to be served to a certain audience that that let's say the marketer intends, uh, and and you just make sure that the idea gets no. I mean, your communication gets noticed, right? Mm-hmm. But that said, you know, uh, at the core of every idea, and this has taken us a while to sort of understand this, uh, and our more recent work is now reflecting it. that um ideas are actually fundamentally analog right creative ideas or insights right on on which ideas are based on um and so there is nothing there is nothing called a digital insight there is nothing called a digital idea really is this mm. which you know platform is just finally the end vehicle that you deliver the message with okay. uh yeah so i mean if you look at you spoke about chidiya odi fundamentally was an analog idea we played that game 100 times so on so forth that's more of a so that's that there was a very tactical thing we did back mm-hmm. in those days or if you see our current campaigns right uh, let's say the uri one mm-hmm. uh, which sort of one it can again the fundamental idea was clickbaiting users into sort of uh, 
downloading something, right? And that has happened in the past. If you've, you know, I, I recently spoke somewhere and I gave them the example of this movie called Blue Lagoon. I think Brooke Shields starred, starred in it. Maybe it was a debut movie. And it had a very sexy, if I can say that, poster out there uh, in front of cinemas. We were not allowed to go in. Uh, we were underage then. But we all thought, you know, that movies, you know, movies got content that really must be exciting um, uh, to watch. So we've cobbled together some money between friends, found a house uh, where the VCR was available and parents were away and played <laughs> that movie. And, you know, that runtime on that movie was like 114 minutes. Um, sat with all the excitement a teenager, a bunch of teenagers could have. And at the end of it, when the credit rolls started rolling, we realized that there was nothing in the movie that we um, uh, wanted to see, right? So we were, to put it uh, mildly, we were wildly disappointed, right? But that was the original clickbait. So, um, and if you look at Uri, it's the same thing, right? What happened to us offline in the analog world, um, we just manifested that uh, sort of uh, uh, online. If you look at the Swiggy Voice of Hunger work, uh, it was waveforms that look like things, right? Uh, whether it's a sheikh kebab or, you know, samosa or a pizza slice. If you, you know, as a child, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of kids sort of used to look at clouds and see them as things, right? So clouds that look, I mean, if you, in fact, if you Google clouds that look like things on Google, I mean, you'll see plenty of results which, you know, has a rendition of that. So again, an analog idea manifested in the digital world. If you look at Hagglebot, the third piece of work that really did well at Cannes and every other festival is as analog as it gets, right? Indians love haggling. You know, we had voice as an instrument. And so that was just the digital manifestation of what happens on the streets. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if that answers. Yeah, but is there any uh, particular angle to that, uh, that? Since the mediums are evolving, you borrow certain from the medium or is it always analog? Like I said, the way I think you express manifest, you can just leverage what's available in digital and 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 sort of put a layer on top of it, right? Mm -hmm. Fundamentally, all insights are analog, right? Digital just gives you, I think, unprecedented scale, right? Uh, because uh, at 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 an organic level, mm -hmm. if 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 it's clever enough, uh, if it can grab attention in the millions of messages consumers get over a period of time. Uh, which was probably not possible by with print and um, uh, TV, right? Mm. I mean, it was, it was that way fairly restrictive. Mm. It's appointment-based, so on and so forth, right? This is always on, you know, uh, digital is always on, so on and so forth. So mm. I think the digital has strengths that you can sort of leverage, uh, leverage to sort of uplift an idea uh, tremendously. Mm -hmm. So if I may say, which is a very cliche word, but ideas are cheap. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, I've also seen like bunch of interviews where a lot of people like Uber, ka, uh, Travis was saying that idea is like 1% and execution is 99%. Mm -hmm. So what is your take on that? Because I think that caters to more like startup ideas and business ideas and so on and so forth, right? Ideas are cheap. Of course, ideas are cheap. Um, uh, you know, you can have those ideas in a shower moment and, you know, or... Uh, while just sort of wailing time away or uh, wailing time away, sorry. But um, <clears throat> I mean, in the context of startups, yes, ideas are cheap. Execution is everything, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, there hasn't gone a week where some guy has sort of walked up to me and said, you know, the, you know, the startup, oh, you know, I had that idea two years ago, you know, so on and so forth, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, they're cheap. In the context of advertising, no, I think it takes, you know, a bunch of exceptional people, team members to sort of come up 
with some astonishing ideas i don't think they are cheap mm-hmm. you know so i think the context is different i think okay travis probably spoke about startups mm-hmm. uh, that i completely agree uh, execution is 99% um, of you know uh, the work mm-hmm. because yeah i remember when i was in webchat team we were working on one cry ke liye campaign mm-hmm. and we just spent 3 days and we couldn't get that level because cry is like a sensitive topic and mm-hmm. like a sensitive client mm-hmm. so yeah it it takes it like, takes effort really, right yeah, and uh, effort. even in advertising i mean a lot of the work that we've done like hagglebot or voice of hunger you may think that these are instantly viral ideas right mm-hmm. that's really not the case i mean hagglebot was i think work done coordinated between you know at least four countries so therefore different time zones it took us three months to sort of crack the code uh there are various accents there's a lot of nuances in that idea that needed to be sort of uh taken forward in the case of voice of hunger i mean we uh, you know the client really doubled tripled down on it right so it took a lot of influencer marketing to get it off the ground in i mean you know from the you know from the first signs of it working which is like okay okay we got like a thousand um user generated responses right to getting to i think about 150000 till we last counted it mm-hmm. i mean it did take you know it, it wasn't cheap right mm-hmm. i mean uh, uh virality is a very misunderstood uh, sort of uh, mm-hmm. uh word in that sense mm-hmm. i would like to draw a connect uh, is that in in design at least when we say ki if it's executed really well if it's designed really well it's almost invo- invisible mm-hmm. right same i think i can draw a parallel here that if the idea is like really cool in its inherent way then it looks obvious but a lot more depth has gone to couldn't, it couldn't, couldn't agree more yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there are a lot of times when uh, people have seen voice of i mean I, i was a part of some of the juries that sort of awarded uh the best work uh, in the country and a lot of people said you know this is brilliant because I saw it and I thought why the hell didn't I think of this or okay. why 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 didn't my team think of this I think that's yeah that sort of <laughs> yeah cool and winning abbies or other indian uh, advertising awards is like one but khan is like totally different so uh, what was added or what like in your last few years what have you seen is got added uh, in terms of talent obviously within the company but mm-hmm. there must be some sort of a invisible thing which is getting added for you to push that envelope and reach international level so if you can just so it just beautifully came together this year i mean we've been what we call curious onlookers slash innocent bystanders watching a um, lot of lot of uh, agencies do really well at can and you know we've been wondering we'd been wondering for a while uh, what will it take us you know to crack that particular code and it's taken a lot of effort really and a lot of it i, I think it's difficult to describe but benchmarking continuously against you know um, this whole thing of you know should we do cause advertising right mm-hmm. advertising around causes which is like the easiest way to wing uh, uh, an award right should we do real work what really stands out i think the standards are very different when it comes to can for sure right there's no other festival that we've sort of obsessively focused on uh, over the last couple of years so yeah i think there was a lot of collective learning and uh, if you notice actually all three offices did well i mean uh, two one at can bombay and bangalore but delhi also had some great body of work which you know unfortunately didn't make the cut but there's a lot of collective effort across these three teams to sort of come together not work in isolation uh, or in i mean or silos um yeah and there was a lot of effort mm-hmm. trust me to sort of get their convince clients to put uh, 
and these are real brands these are real work this is not you know this is not but legally this is not ghost advertising this is not cosmetizing mm-hmm. right um, this is not we'll change the world kind of appeals and so on and so forth right mm-hmm. the kind of work that generally swings so so we are particularly proud about mm-hmm. what we accomplished this year and our resolve is to stick to the same template rather than sort of you know go back to mm-hmm. how can we scam and <laughs> mm-hmm. get away with it and if i can ask uh, that at tans uh, uh, is it uh, like is how much business impact did it bring is that one of the parameters or is it just pure idea i mean this is like a very ignorant question for me because i'm not following that mm-hmm. but yeah if you can so it certainly did make a huge difference right this was the first time a digital agency won uh, this is the first time a digital agency um, led uh, the entire mandate we were bigger than by a distance larger than and we were just fortunate i mean uh, not uh, we not arrogant about it but at the moment we were the largest metal winners that can in terms of points met, you know in terms of number of metals we came home with six uh, i think the second guy came came with two or something like that so i think in that sense yeah certainly uh, you know there has been a massive uh, rub off on the business side right See, clients have anyway, especially in the last couple of years, clients have allowed for, uh, thankfully, uh, allowed for uh, ag- uh, digital-first agencies to lead um, their communication uh, as such, right? And we have we have quite a roster of these clients, right? Chutney now is working with you know the what we call the new age um, businesses like Flipkart, Swiggy. There's WeWork. There's um, uh quicker we just started engaging with google you know so on so forth right so <clears throat> uber of course how can mm-hmm. i forget so um, name it and these and 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 we we have a uh, we have a we just not have a we don't just have a seat on the table with these uh, uh brands when it comes to their uh, communication right we have a very large seat at the table now mm-hmm. so uh, in that sense the business impact has been obviously huge mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, i'm sure it's not like a simple task because like you have to build that credibility over a 20 period 20 year period and yeah. then people have started realizing the yeah, like of it. like like we keep telling hmm. ourselves and others that it took us 20 years to become an overnight success <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh so yeah on the idea side idea front i have one last question so when webchutney was young and rebellious so i remember you carried a tagline <laughs> did it right i could see like i remember the t-shirts where we just said we did it right so uh where you openly declared that we just did it so what what siddharth rao says now i mean uh, it's pointing to the maturity of the brand webchutney uh, and also uh, this is slightly philosophical but only young people get ideas or how important it is for an advertising agency to be to stay young because it has to be relevant right so are there any other insights i don't think it's what really being young it's it's got a lot to do about being relevant right like um, and you can be relevant even if as you're aging right you can't control how young uh, let's say the average age of an agency you know um, you really can't control those factors right but if but, you look at the graph i think traditionally if you see there aren't any like big like i don't know whether how pyush uh, is still relevant i don't know right now frankly he's because i'm creating not... beautiful work thank thank mm. you know good you brought it up i think we are only seeing it from our digital lens again right 
uh like i said all ideas are fundamentally analog right if you see even the most recent work that he did for flipkart you know i you know um the team actually not just you know the entire ogilvy team and we have huge amount of respect for uh, ogilvy um it's it's brilliant analog insight translated into a film right uh doesn't matter whether the idea is digital or not you know i'm i'm sure the film is on youtube and is doing equally well right mm-hmm. uh, so i i so i don't think age got anything to do with, do with it the effort you know i don't know pius really well but from what i hear uh the effort he actually puts into sort of stay relevant um uh, you know in 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 terms of uh, there's 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 something fantastic i heard on a podcast the other day that uh, i think it was dave trot who told a friend of mine anant who mentioned this that what the problem with creative directors is that um, they're getting rich right hmm. and the richer they're getting the entire you know um, uh, entire understanding of what the communication that they're supposed to build for the normal people you know they sort of completely sort of moving away from that right and i thought it was a beautiful sort of uh, insight problem yeah. statement with what's wrong with advertising uh, overall uh, as as he you know sort of mentioned it and it's true around the world i mean uh, not just india right mm. so i think pius balki when he was around if you see uh, prasoon's work uh, even if you see aggie's work um, um, closer home in densu it do it's deeply rooted into fundamental insights uh, mostly around analog world right mm. and i think uh, like we keep saying these guys are you know we from our lens conveniently think these guys are not relevant they, they trust me they are mm-hmm. and as difficult as it uh, as is for them to cross over like imagine let's say uh, that generation of uh, creative directors on snapchat right it's hard to imagine that Can. it's equally difficult for us to sort of cross over i mean you know um, uh, into the you know to break that thing that you know we are a digital agency we're not a digital agency we're just a digital first agency right mm-hmm. um but fundamentally all ideas have to be rooted to what i said in the beginning the analog world the analog world wow um yeah and coming to the second part which is obviously uh, the recently book uh, which mm-hmm. got launched so i want to know more about it and um, uh, if you can set the background what the book is about and then i'll have some follow up questions on that sure 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 so the book is about journey of uh, some of india's most successful entrepreneurs right and the premise of the book was is enough and more written about their <clears throat> vanity milestones right or not so great um, uh, events right so vanity milestones mean fundraising massively celebrated in the media economic times as a whole page now called for startups you know <clears throat> or <clears throat> things when they go wrong which is layoff shutdowns so on and so forth right so everything is sort of i think the just the uh, very highs and very lows are sort of highlighted everyone forgets that there's a very long journey um, uh, that entrepreneurs go through um and uh, their success is not by just one factor you know a great idea or great financing or whatever right there's there's so many stories mm-hmm. uh so when you when you look at the best interviews that some of these guys have given otherwise um you don't find it really with any depth and that's the problem with the media not with them right so i've been again uh, repeating the phrase i've i've fenced for the last two decades some of these guys are friends some of these guys are mentors some of them are both um completely fascinated on how they sort of um uh, grew their business some of them were clients like uh, make my trip nokri we worked together matrimony we worked together 
book my show we worked together i mean you and i uh, sort of worked on book my show so uh, yeah so i and you know when you meet them person to person there's a lot to talk about ki you know near death experiences while running the startup dumb luck uh, of being at the right place right time or dumb luck by a competition self combusting itself by their mistakes and therefore they become the last man standing mm-hmm. you know or mentorship that uh, they got or didn't um uh, you know there were a lot of these nuggets that i found were missing in the usual media narrative mm. and i thought there could be a book around it and i think in especially in non fiction i think there is <clears throat> in the business category there is so much uh, there's so many honest books that are waiting to be written mm. uh, so yeah i sort of you know tried my luck at it mm-hmm. in fact uh, there's one nice youtube channel i don't the slow interview or something it's by nilesh mishra mm-hmm. and he interviews uh, like slightly senior people like anurag kashyap and um, some senior people what do you mean slightly senior <laughs> as in like more senior than sanjeev bichandani and deep khara <laughs> no no but no, no, i'm <laughs> saying in terms of uh, um, in the media space yeah, right sure, nawazuddin uh, siddiqui uh, or th- those kind yeah, of people yeah, yeah. and uh, it's called slow interview hmm. so he just talks at length one hour uh and just general stuff right it's not really the typical media type questions ke hum aur aapka like bachpan mein kya karte the and then what is your struggle period and not that stuff but mm-hmm. generally how do you handle fame and things like that so mm-hmm. it's it's nice so when you pointed out it's a problem of media i think not really because the content generator has to be more conscious of what you're putting out in the market right but that's the media itself right they are the ones who are putting out the content and okay, i don't mean okay. to whatever right i uh-huh. mean you know i think entrepreneur heart to heart Mm-hmm. um uh, is a is a much better conversation mm mm-hmm. then a journalist who has obviously a birds eye view of the industry correct, correct but correct. not doesn't necessarily know the nuances right mm-hmm. i mean i'm not saying i'm the greatest writer i'm certainly not right <laughs> the number of times the book was edited and the number of people who helped me mm-hmm. uh, put it together i mean i uh, you know i think i'll write a book about that itself right mm-hmm. that said i mean it's yeah i mean imagine me writing about the sports industry right or mm-hmm. uh, it'll be i mean i'm an avid sports watcher but i'm not an expert or whatever it's correct correct to frame those questions yeah. and to come up with the right uh, yeah, yeah, relevancy yeah, yeah. and and have and having watched them over 20 years right mm-hmm. uh, i mean you just i i guess you can ask better questions right correct, i mean you being a part of web chatney for instance uh no far far many more things than you know let's say a guy who's you know guy or girl who's doing a podcast around web chatney's Mm-hmm. journey correct, i mean correct. that's what yeah, i meant yeah, yeah, yeah. so how critical is for the founder or entrepreneur to be um, creative as opposed to just being a businessman spotting growth opportunities i mean this is um, like is it inherent quality for one to keep uh, him or herself reinventing for growth and this this particular question comes from kunal shah's uh, chapter which i read mm-hmm. so sometimes it's best that ceo uh, <coughs> best to get a ceo hmm. than to force fit the founder to be ceo right hmm. and also i remember uh, anirban our common friend yep. uh, he put in this question saying that uh, siddharth always said that i am not like a more like a founder hmm. like uh, sorry i am more like a founder but not a ceo hmm. so is that opinion changed and what Let's is about there's not change at all actually i oh. still think um, um, you know uh, i still think i'm a startup guy um, um, founder my you know those definitions vary i thrive best when you know i have small teams and so on and so forth 
I've just been fortunate and, and this is not being, you know, humble or whatever, right? Modest. <laughs> Modest or uh, about it. Uh, you know, I think I've just completely lucked out by finding some great people who enjoy scale, um, enjoy managing large teams and um, therefore allowing Chutney to run like a federation, right? Mm-hmm. So whether it's Nishi, Gautam, whether it's uh, uh, Benny who runs, you know, the... Um, backbone of uh, all the uh, pieces uh, moving parts in web chatney i mean i've just been you know honestly i've lucked out right like when 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 i first interacted with nishi or gautam i didn't know they'll turn out to be such fantastic leaders uh, nishi especially yeah, in like 14 them, yeah. years or whatever right so yeah i mean it's a bit of that mm-hmm. so how critical is like force fitting a ceo to be the founder i mean this is from your Uh, yeah, I, I do. With I, so I, I do think that uh, found. I mean, for a for a very long part of the. So there's no right or wrong question. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, sorry, there's no right or wrong answer to this. But uh, given a choice, I think uh, founders make better CEOs. All right. Um, that said, you know there are enough examples on um, you know founders making terrible CEOs. Right. Hmm. Um, so i guess it works till a certain level or what and i think it's very individual um, circumstantial so on so forth right so i mean for every steve jobs or a zuckerberg or whatever there are enough examples of you know professional ceos taking over startups or providing adult supervision you know in my limited sort of uh, understanding like eric schmidt on google right like those years of adult supervision uh, now now he's just uh, now he's not in the management team but was it necessary and you know if you see google's success you would think yes right mm-hmm. uh, in the case of yahoo when they first got tim google and you know i guess he, he helped them through the ipo and so on so for the resulting batteries of ceos you know almost screwed it up right i mean almost yeah, they did eventually screw up right so no right or wrong dude but mm. my my first instinct is that founders make better ceos mm. and but is it the case uh, like domain agnostic for example pepsi and these people you generally see like the founders are nowhere in the radar right yeah. they're, they're more like but they become institutions right they become massive institutions no you know they're not uh, they don't have to mutate or change um as widely as technology companies have to right so that's again a different context right mm. pepsi is an institution right mm. um coke is an institution i don't even know the ceo of coke cola <laughs> right now right mm. um so um and and not that's it it's not like they don't have challenges i mean coke's trying to move into non aerated uh, stuff and you know that's again the, again a giant mutation uh, to uh, some extent so yeah i meant in the context of startups mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um not institutions um can you share any examples which uh, you stumbled upon while doing your research for your book where the company stood out differently uh, just because of the pure business or the service what they are offering uh, because the ceo or the founder was creatively inclined as opposed to just being a growth uh, expert or just expanding the business or things like that no dude like i don't you know no, i mean i'll tell you one example mm-hmm. see like for example if airbnb's founders mm-hmm. are designers mm-hmm. that reflects in the app right mm-hmm. and the product uh, same with clear trip uh, whereas uh, say magic bricks or info edge the guy which you mentioned he's like a great 
growth expert but the design or the philosophy it slightly changes over it reflects I, in the product somewhere i think uh, you you let me was saying this but you know art for art's sake right uh, especially in the context of business right really doesn't um, auger well right you seen that in the case of housing versus uh, 99 acres and every other guy in the uh, real estate classified space right in fact sanjeev told me something interesting um <clears throat> on on uh, yeah we have a product and then yeah like he said that you know <laughs> when there is so much of noise about you know the fucking map based interface is the thing and not your silly text listings uh, it's, it's it's in the i think it's in the book uh, i don't think i edited it out but uh, he mentioned that they also developed their map based interface okay. right and, and they had... try to play you know um, uh, with you i mean you know, whether try to understand whether users would prefer um uh, the map based interface and he said i think it was less than 10% less yeah. than 10% or maybe early teens or whatever mm-hmm. um uh, that that was the percentage of uh, users finally you know whatever and and to his point it was art for art's sake mm-hmm. closer to your heart the clear uh, trip example i'm a fan big user um uh, for flights and you know stuff like that i'm not saying it's art for art's sake uh, art's sake but the user experience part is uh, just one aspect of it right the dirty business around otas is around working with hotels and Discounting. you know pounding the street and you know building relationships so on so forth right so you can't you can't um, have 15 inch 17 inch max and think that just because your product is superior you will win the race right so uh, i mean i used i'm you know i'm a convert i used to think uh, sudesh and i are the greatest thing ever in advertising i mean this is about 12 years ago and we realized that no i mean people are building much more healthier businesses mm. um with half you know half the jobs right because they were better businessmen and that reality sort of sunk in and we sort of again i'm overusing the word but changed slash mutated ourselves to suit that template right it's a business first mm. everything else is sort of secondary you know i mean i know Mm-hmm. this is not the favorite part of our conversation for you but no 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 <laughs> the reality not. is a business no, because business. like yeah i i understand where you're coming from because my perception perception has changed because i moved from clear trip now to book my show yeah. and book my show is is a at least for now is like doing healthy is being mm-hmm. healthy right and the kind of percentage given to say user experience versus relationship with pvr and other places it's like completely different right the so i have stepped out of that bubble but still there's like lot of influence of steve jobs i think because he was the only guy who could crack both right yeah. marketing plus a great product yeah. so we are under that influence and then we think like just great design will sail us through mm-hmm. which i think i'm i'm and the cusp right now <laughs> to sure. sorry i'm sure even i mean i'm certain behind apple's great aesthetics and you know great branding marketing so on and so forth there is hardcore distribution logistics supply chain is everything like, yeah. right yeah. you know um, uh, john dover was in india 14 years ago this is just before nokri's ipo and um, sanjeev bixinani still is and back then uh, also was the poster boy like one of the uh, the first internet startup going public and they done a, a small round just before they went public it was you know not that nokri uh, needed money because they were going to raise from the public it was more of a secondary transaction and um, someone had asked and it, i think it was a tai event organized by tai and um, sanjeev and john over there and someone asked that nokri's 
home page is you know so fugly right or, or something i mean yes something more milder than that and and that question was to john door right saying what mm. do you think of john nokri's home page so he said i agree it's ugly but you know because they used to splinter it with 500 logos were pasted right yes till sanjeev told me he said i also, I also thought it was ugly and i had a point of view till sanjeev told me how much money that home page generates mm. because the logo placement got money right mm. and and he said i shut up i mean i didn't i had no further questions so mm-hmm. <laughs> finally then the you know uh, finally it's a business right mm-hmm. i'm not saying aesthetics are not important i'm saying mm-hmm. that yeah. itself won't take you mm-hmm. uh, where it has to take you yeah. right i think yeah i don't know i'm just right now at this age that i want to make some change and establish that there is a middle ground it's not just pure dhanda dhanda <laughs> I, I didn't. I mean, say, I, 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 I don't say. I think Sudesh held the fort as far as the, so. <clears throat> I was a writer. He was a creative guy, right? I mean, he's an art guy. Both of us are creative people, and I, I think we eventually sort of, dis, you know, defined our roles very, very specifically. I stopped interfering in creative. He held that fort. I went on and get, got the business. If he didn't have a great product uh, or an offering, in our case, obviously we wouldn't have gotten where we've gotten to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at least, I mean, the foundations wouldn't have been built. that said if i sucked at generating business mm. you know there are enough you know it takes nothing to start an agency it takes two ponytails and a dog to <laughs> create an agency i'm not being a dick about where we've gotten to it i'm mm. saying it takes a lot more effort than just you know passing around a couple of joints and coming up with great ideas mm. right <laughs> absolutely yeah. um okay and i have one last question related to the book um and this is because i know you slightly personally as well mm. so what made you publish this book i mean i'm sure it's not just sharing experiences i my hunch is that there's something more to it like answering few unanswered questions or stupid questions which i have been asked over a period of time i mean is there any subtext or is there any uh... no i think it was like i said you know there was lack of literature that i could figure out there's an opportunity oh, obviously but that's, every... that's like a public answer right yeah no but <laughs> everyone everyone want has it on its uh, on their bucket list right that one day i want to be a published author right so i also had that hmm. um third is also you know uh, you know I've, i'd been sort of wanting a personal project like i said you know I've been uh, chutney randona like a federation now i mean um, uh, there are very few reasons i think it's become an institution of sorts that uh, we are very proud of uh, i needed a personal fix slash project um, yeah. to sort of keep me engaged for a year it took longer than a year but you know i had, I had that flexibility of time densu as a network is um, that way very hands off and that's great and um, yeah i mean it was mostly a fix you know everything that we celebrate in chutney is um you know is built by massive there, there had been a there had been a while till i um, since i taken responsibility of one thing right mm. chutney really is now responsibility of you know um, the teams that run the thing right so the book became a project that maybe you know i'll stick my neck out again and let's see whether uh, the success of chutney was a one trick pony or can i do something Mm-hmm. else also that hopefully becomes successful it, you know we yet to discover whether it's a turkey the book is a turkey or a uh, you know hits mm-hmm. it out of the park mm-hmm. wow great uh okay so people have to buy it's available on amazon and flipkart and flipkart and all leading bookstores 